Hello, and welcome to episode 45 of the Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. Well, if we're continuing with the equine analogies, then the last fortnight or so has seen Chelsea looking more glue factory than Frankel. There will be no trip to Wembley this season after our somewhat leggy performance against Manchester City in FA Cup, but we do remain a point clear at the top of the Premiership following yesterday's photo finish by a nose against Everton at the bridge. Joining me, Dare Kaiser, or Johnny as I'm otherwise known, to ponder this and the other pressing issues facing Chelsea this over the last couple of weeks are Mark25, who is Mark. Hello there. Dr. Blue Bio, who is Donal. Hello there. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony. Uh, bonsoir. Good evening. Um, if, like you, well, we hope that we can manage to make it through this episode without any further interference from any the technical gremlins that have plagued us in recent weeks. So apologies for that, and fingers crossed that we are coming through loud and clear when you hear us over the next day or two. Um, so we may as well kick off with um, yes, yesterday's win over Everton. Um, I, I personally thought... Arguably, the, the clear-cut chances were, were few and far between for both sides, but they were probably one of the better teams we've seen at the bridge this season by Manchester City. Um, and were just a, a decent footballing outfit. There wasn't, you know, the, the, there wasn't a lot going going on in the air, or well, other than for us, there wasn't a lot going on in the air. It was all sort of decent football on the ground and um, just lacking a striker to finish it off. And um, we can opine on the old cliches about last-minute winners being ground out when they're, they're not expected as being the mark of champions. But um, let's have a ponder. Mark, you kick us off. Um, yeah. So we're being recorded twice then, right? We are, yes. Just, just sort of simultaneously. It's, it's like having two... It's, it's being a bit cautious and having an extra holding midfielder. <laughs> we just want to sort of short things up at the back. Yes. Yes. I think if, if, if we're being coarse, we're double-bagging. <laughs> I prefer to think of Tony and I, Tony and I as a double pivot rather yes, than double, double bagging. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. We've yet to sort out who is Matic and who is Mikel, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll come to some decision at some point. Indeed, right. indeed. Yeah. Well, who is the most recent to score probably is the um, way to work out that one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not falling into that. Mikel scores once every four years. Maybe that narrows it down. Yeah, yeah, that's that. that, that I'd, fit, I'd fit that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she never listened. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yesterday, um, going back to football, um, it was all a bit of a struggle, really, wasn't it? Mm. Um, one thing I've noticed, Oscar seems to have having... He's gone into sort of Ozil mode. Oh, you've stolen my line. Have I? Yeah, oh, fantastic. So, I've been yeah. working on that for about eight hours. Yeah. But he has, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's, he had a mess. He's my favourite player, but I mean, he just looks completely useless. He's completely off the pace. I thought Frank was a bit off the pace. Mm. We, we didn't look like we were ever going to score. I mean, it was a miracle that we scored in the end. Um, but sort of after the um, Man City game in the league, my optimism went up quite a bit. Yeah. And. Um, I bought away tickets for Man City in the Cup and West Bromwich Albion. <coughs> and um, since those <laughs> no, two it's games... It's all gone horribly wrong yeah. since My optimism's gone down a bit. But actually, after yesterday, even though it wasn't a very good performance, my optimism has gone up a bit in that there's only 11 games to go now. It's not very long. Mm. And if we can put a decent run together, it's in our hands. I know mathematically, if Man City win every game, they're going to beat us on goal difference if we yeah. win every game. But actually, they're not going to win every game. And, and they've got some tougher games than us. They've got fixture congestion. Um, whereas we've got a relatively easy run. I say relatively. You know, a way to Fulham should be easy, but you never know. But we've got an easy, easier run. And I sort of feel more positive, even though it was fairly turgid yesterday. Yeah, it's... Um it's interesting. I think the next our next two two league games, which obviously Fulham away and then Spurs at home. Um, I think we. I've not not checked this absolute sort of chapter and verse, but I think we play before Arsenal and City for, on both for both of those. Um, so it, it, if we can win them, it, it just shoves us. It's like yesterday. It just shoves us that little bit further forward, and they're they're sort of playing catch up. And it, it relies on them winning, and they've City have obviously got a game in hand as well, which I think is it, is the Manchester derby their game in hand. No, it's um, City Sunderland, wasn't it? Wasn't that the one that was? Of course, yeah, because it's the the Carling Cup um, 
or sorry, Carling. What is it nowadays? No, it was, it was bad weather. It, they're going to be two games now. behind after next weekend. They're going to be two games. That's behind. it. That's it. Because they've already had City uh, their game against Sunderland called off due to bad weather. Mm. So that's that, that's the game that we've got. In, they've got in hand over us. As you can see, as the host of the program, I've done my research. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's it's kind of. I think we've I've, I've chatted on on the subject to, to to many people, and it it does seem it's it's basically who screws up the least. How many people from here on in? Um, a number, several, I would say. Seven, several, several. Yeah. <laughs> You know, amongst amongst Chelsea fans in in public houses, and, and believe me, I visited a few of those yesterday. Um, just just the general sort of consensus seems to be seems to be that you know it's who screws up least. You know, there there are like you say, there are less than you know eleven eleven twelve games to go, um, and it it kind of we're in good shape, um, albeit that we were terribly poor yesterday. And one of the the subjects that came up was Oscar, um, and, and the best suggestion. Question I heard was that Mourinho should simply just give him a plane ticket and say, "Look, fuck off for two weeks. Go and sit on a beach and, and get yourself together because he's he's not doing well at the moment." And actually, they were the first. I think he's he's a, a fan favourite, but yesterday I noticed the first signs of people starting to slightly get on his back. Um, so there's not much yeah. slack cut anymore, is there? I mean, you know. I mean, basically, when you arrive at a club, you, you've got five minutes grace, and then you've got to be a megastar. Otherwise, everyone's wondering why you bought them. And if you have a slight dip in form, everybody's on your back within about five minutes. Um, you I know, did, th- there's nowhere to hide. I did. I did hear the comment yesterday that that Salah hasn't done much yet. Well, yeah. summarises it all. He, he came on for ten so, minutes, didn't he, at the end of the Newcastle game, and. Uh, uh, and uh, walking out the ground, I could hear people saying, "Oh, well, I don't think he's going to cut it." And you're thinking, well, on, "On ten minutes, really?" I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it is the nature of the, if you like, the, the fan base these days. I guess uh, I don't think the, the more mature fans are, are quite that bad. I think you know, uh, they're prepared to give. Well, it's become the, the voice, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the voice or the X factor. It's it's kind of you get thirty seconds, and and, and if you yeah. don't impress the. the the masses, then that's your lot. You know, yeah. you're out. It's it's all over with. But is, is the cutting of slack? Is that um, given our island nation? Uh, is that a, a nautical term, or does it come from the coal industry, which we used to have on our <laughs> island nation, that's or does it come from from the, the manufacture of sort of toffee? You know, that sort of nutty slack, as it used to be known up up north, I believe. I wonder which which of the three it is. I'll investigate and report back do, do, next please, time. Please do, please do. The other thing about Oscar, though, is um, Mourinho's in an interesting position now because he has chosen him as his number ten. Yes, was, and yes. he has sold. You've, chosen, you've stolen my line now as well. No, sorry. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark is in full magpie mode this week. He's, he's yeah. pilfering left, right, and centre. Um, well, you two, are, you two guys can go now if you want. I'll just no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> carry on. We've got it covered. But seriously, I mean, he is in a difficult situation, isn't he? He's got to make it work. Otherwise, he ends up with a little bit of um, egg on his face. I'm yeah, not sure of the true. derivation of egg on your face, but I'm sure um, Donald will be looking that one up as well. Indeed, yes. indeed. I've, I've, I've. I've uh, it appears to be a nautical saying, by the way. Cut me some slack. All oh, right. Uh, it, it, it links into um, the mooring of um, ships to piers. Yes. Apparently so. Okay. So I, I should know. See. I should know all about that. But never mind. Yeah. Uh, that's a story for another day. But <laughs> it, well, it, it it does fit in with our kind of Rethian, um, uh yeah it is you know we we, we, we like to educate inform and uh, on, on odd weeks here and there entertain I think that's not a bad thing yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, I yeah. so I don't think we want to claim too much about the the, the last point <laughs> that's why I said on the on occasional weeks you know it's entirely subjective, of, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I think, I think before, Mark is right. You, you two carry on there, but just before you go on, just just email me your um, points that you've got on your list, <laughs> and I'll just make sure that I cross those off my list. I, I don't want to leave you completely dry. <laughs> drop drop them in on occasion. Um, I, I agree with Mark about the matter situation. He 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 was 
sort of picked as the number 10. And I think even yesterday, it appeared that Willian played as much in the middle as Oscar did. I know they rotate, etc. But, you know, um, Willian appears to be fairly adept up the middle as well. Um, and, of course, we've sold matter. It would be a false... Um, derivation to say that as soon as Matt has gone out the door, Oscar's form has gone through the floor. I think Oscar's form problem is going to have come from having played too much football because he's already he's already given him a rest once this season for, for a couple of weeks if I remember rightly. Yeah. Back in, was it around October, November time? Yes. I might be wrong. I think sometime in November he had, a, he had a few games off. He didn't start um, either of the City games, did he? No, no, he didn't. Um, I think the, the, th- the thing about it is, and looking at the squad yesterday, Lampard coming back in was interesting because Lampard did what he usually does after a sort of a, a slightly extended spell out of the team. He's just he's not effective. He needs three or four games to play himself in and, and get going, which arguably he's not really going to get nowadays. Because he wasn't that great against Newcastle. I, I was yeah, out that game. He, I don't mean that he's terrible. I just mean his timing is just ever so slightly off, isn't it? Mm. The, yeah, the, I think it, the pass and, and so on. It's it just was the pass, and he, you know, he got. And, uh, to be to be perfectly fair. To, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of obviously going into the natural state of criticising our own players and, and mm. picking apart our performance. We obviously should know. It's terribly cliche to say that is Everton were a very, very good side. They mm. they snapped away and, and they they won possession in the middle of the part. I thought uh, McCarthy in particular, I thought was excellent. Um, I thought he was very, very good indeed. Um, and just. Uh, Sort of a little bit like us, just lacked a little bit of a cutting edge and um, an ability to um, to stick the ball away. But um, so, and I, I, it sort of felt to me like what we actually lack at the moment, certainly in terms of not particularly yesterday, but um, in terms of West Brom in particular, it's a Tiago. It's it's that it's that player that you used to see in jo- Jose's first spell. It's the man who used to see appearing at seventy minutes when we were you know one nil two nil up, and sort of Jose issuing a huge amount of instructions and pointing and so on, and and, and your little man Tiago on the on the edge of the pitch going yep yep got it got it yep yep okay fine, and he went on and did exactly what he was told, and by and large we generally shut the game off. Now, we don't seem to have that at the moment. I think West Brom was was kind of a good example of that. We we just couldn't close it out like we used to. And I think he, he sort of lacks that, the man that he can bring on and tell what to do. And, you know, you go and just, just run it all and sit in the middle and make sure we don't fuck up and we don't concede. That That's my theory anyway. I, it's a bit partially down to the fact that we seem to struggle getting past the first goal. I mean, we we seem mm. almost content. And, and look, my comment on yesterday, I mean, I enjoyed the second half. I, I was wanting to slash my wrists at the end of the first half. Um, yeah, they were, they were much better than us. It, in the you know, and, and, and the difference was Ramirez had life about him and he did try to mm. make things happen. And, you know, the Oscar situation was... You know, there, there were people were having a bit of a moan, but, uh, you know, he still has quite a substantial amount of goodwill in the bank. Um, but, mm. you know... The people, what well, people weren't slagging him off. They were just saying, "Mourinho, get him off." There's something wrong. Yeah, it's um, a, you, you talked about. It was mentioned that he was injured. Yeah, somewhere. But it, well, yes, he should have been on the pitch, should he? <laughs> you know, mm. don't pick him then. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know yeah. Whether, he, whether he picked it up. Yeah, um, but Mourinho said the same about Ramirez. Actually, that he's he's former dip because he was carrying an injury. Yeah, mm. I think that's quite a good one to have in the back pocket. Yeah, he, he <laughs> if things aren't working out, just say, all, "Well, they're all carrying injuries." Yeah. I thought, you know, Ramirez came on and he did make a difference. I mean, he was he certainly worked and gave us a bit more pace. And, uh, Just and, the energy and, more than And the energy, etc. Um, you made a point about Frank, and, and I thought he improved as the game went on. His first touch in the first half, with Matic as well, though. Matic also had a pretty lousy first touch and, and an ability to try and pass the ball at 80 miles an hour to someone who was 30 yards away sort of thing, you know. Um, but he improved as the game went on. Mm. Um, but the, the, I guess the point, you know, I, th- I think there's this whole thing. We don't have a striker who can force a goal, if you like, you know, who can do what Sturridge is doing at the moment and just make things happen. It comes um, stuff up, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then I think on, on the second point is we do have this thing. We get to a goal 
And Mourinho's 2004-2005 team onwards could have seen that out, I think. Um, and even if they conceded one, they could go and get another one. Um, this team, I don't know. Uh, my observation but yesterday was Everton were into us at every opportunity. They were yeah, yeah, tiger, tiger tackling, they were pushing us, pushing us back, pushing us back. And we seem to have this inability or unwillingness to go forward and to push back at them so when they had the ball we sat back we didn't have players going in like like we did against Manchester City for example where we were right in their faces and basically they didn't like it up them and yesterday I think we didn't particularly like it up us and I was just no, looking I for just, a little I bit more right. you know I mean I'm not taking anything away from Everton I do think um, Martinez who's generally very erudite and intelligent got it wrong after the game with the every trick in the book thing um, from a team who were wasting time from the 46 yeah, minute yeah. onwards I, 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 I yeah. think he, he, he sort of you know yeah. I, but I, that's his job it, you know, to be fair play, it's, that exactly is his job, it's, yeah. it's, his, it's his job to have a bit of a moan but yeah. I, I thought you know it, it, amused, it amused me intensely when they when they conf- they conceded the, the very late goal and just given the amount of time they wasted up until then and now time all of a sudden just become is against them yes well if um, Mr Naismith hadn't made such a meal out of a fairly innocent clash and you know milked it for all it's worth stopped an attack that we were building at that point mm. trudged off the pitch slowly trudged back on slowly they may not have had that extra minute that we scored in, you know, and it's, it's sort of mm. on their own head. He did, he, watching it on, a, on, on the screen, he did sort of turn his ankle a bit, to be fair to him. Um, I think but, there was a bit more to it than, than you may, would think maybe, if, 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 if you were watching it in, in real time. Yeah. You know, like a, I had the benefit well. of, a, of a replay. But yes, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I he had no right a, to say we were using a, every trick in the book and then, yeah. you know, have I mean, his own team wasting time. You know, yeah, no one's got a perfect view of every point in the ground, and I, I guess you know, I, 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 you know, there's a hangover from the Barcelona tactic of, um, you know, when things aren't going right, throw yourself to the floor. Stop. It's, it's just a, it's another way of stopping the other team attacking, isn't it? Well, yeah, it just yeah. it breaks the game up. It, you know, yeah. what what we struggled to do yesterday was build any kind of momentum until sort of quite late on in the game. Yeah, and one of the reasons that we did that, I mean, Gareth Barry in particular was again absolutely. I I don't like him as a player. I think he, he's sort of well, he's he's. I, I don't know. I, he he just doesn't inspire me to. It doesn't inspire me to watch him. But yesterday he was very very good at just being that wall in front of their back four, and just the little sneaky nudge. He just blocked everything, and and you know he stopped that our our sort of front our front three stroke four building any kind of momentum in front of their back four until sort of quite late on, um, and and did his job extraordinarily well. He, he was sort of Mikel esque in his efficiency. If that's you know for me that's a, a high compliment to pay yeah. him. If you, no, I'd agree, so to speak. Yeah. But um, but it's um, but I, you know I, I sorry go I'm, I, I'm getting a sense of and I did on Twitter as well. There's a sort of sense of negativity, you know that um, you know they still have this band of whether they're new or, or recent fans who expect us to be trolleying teams 4 or 5 nil, um, because Liverpool are doing that, you know. And, well, Liverpool conceded three today. They were, frankly... They're trolling teams 4-3, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's, it is a bit of a hackneyed old cliche, but, you know, the games that count, the turning no points games, of the season, yeah. are the games you win 1-0 in the last minute or where you equalise like we did against West Brom. You haven't played well, and I don't think this team, in the last three years... I can think of had that capability I, I that genuinely think under other coaches that we've had previously that would have been a nil-nil or a last minute defeat and yet you know it's not a fluke is it it's not a coincidence that Mourinho somehow or another manages to something manages to happen he's either the most blessed and gifted lucky man in the world <laughs> in which case I want his lottery numbers or he has instilled a mentality in a team that says keep going right to the end which we did. Mm. Well, you know, to be sp- fair to him, he, he did make attacking <coughs> substitutions. Yeah. You know, he, he brought on yeah. a second forward and so on and so forth. So, you know, the the idea that's being punted about that <clears throat> this constant uh, you deserve or you don't deserve something. Uh, I mean, you could go into a whole debate about surely the whole point about sport is that you take out the moral dimension 
there is no deserving and no, there is the stark result. Mm. Now, whether someone did enough or it was a fluke or a bounce of the ball or a bad decision, you're left with the stark result. And to talk about deserving and not deserving <clears throat> is neither here nor there. But yeah, what he right. did do was, was he took steps to try and influence a positive result at the same time creating a much greater risk of losing. Um, because from the time he brought on two forwards, we'd spent most of the second half. I, I think this is what has got lost in all this, is that Chelsea spent an enormous amount of time. I mean, I'm not going into heat maps or anything here. This is just, you know, my impression. Spent believe, a lot I of time... heat maps is a yellow card, actually. So <laughs> please, please spent a lot of time in Everton's half in the second half. Maybe yeah. not to any great effect, but they were there you know, possessing the ball and, you know, keeping the ball in that half. Um, Everton really only looked dangerous after the one good chance they had early on in the second half. Once we, Chelsea were pushing for the win, they were a little more open at the back and there were a few um, breakouts where they had sort of four on three or three on threes. Luckily, they didn't come to anything, uh, but they might have. But you could argue that at least Mourinho took the gamble of I need the three points, one point isn't really that much use to me in Mm. this situation, which appeared to be his thinking which is almost the opposite to, you know the idea that well we didn't really do enough to win it we we did in that he made the moves to try and get the game broken open it didn't actually work other than we we won off a set piece, but you know that's um... well. I, I think um, uh, the, the conversation that, that was had broadly in the pub briefly before the game was it, it's one of those games where yes, we know it's going to be tough, but frankly, if it is you know your ninetieth minute off goal off someone's ass, we we just take the result mm. as it comes today, and, and we don't particularly worry about the style in which yeah. which it's um, which is achieved. Uh, I, I expected exactly a difficult happened, game. So, yeah. yeah, I expect you know they're a good football. Like you said, they're a good football playing team now, and they're, they're a team that you have to beat. They're not just going to rock up and park the bus. They're they're going to to be a difficult team to to, to beat because they play a structured game of football. As as he did with Wigan, but obviously he's got a better quality of player now at uh, at Everton, and and that makes a difference. Mm. And it is it is noteworthy that, and again, it shows how stats. If you look at stats purely as stat, you know, in 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 isolation, it doesn't give you any real idea. Chelsea had apparently twenty five shots on goal. Uh, yes. Of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't remember twenty three of those. Yeah. <laughs> Statistically, twenty. They call them goal attempts. Twenty-five on target, eight off target, seventeen. Now, my memory is that there were several of these goal attempts that I thought were more suited to a curling game in Sochi, and it would have <laughs> it would have benefited as the ball was rolling along the turf. If a chucked couple along. of a couple of our fellas were chucked a couple of brooms, we could have slipped <laughs> the ground and it. To make sure that it got as far as the goal, you know, and, and obviously that excuse me that still counts as a goal attempt, you know, even though it's, it's going about the same pace as a curling stone. Yeah, so, I, do, I do recall actually on reflection, I recall a couple of of Willie and Daisy cutters in the um, yeah. the first half, which yes, if if yes, if it, if it ends up in the goalkeeper's arms in front of the space that is the net, then yes, I suppose it's a goal. And there was the usual cranial damage to, to row J, you know, up in, <laughs> in the shed end and all that, with people taking it right in the head. Yeah. But they, were, they, they were 25 attempts of any class or description. Um, does back up this idea that Chelsea did have a lot more. They only had 47% of possession, supposedly, but I think the first half... Um, I haven't seen a split of the two halves, but I would be sure that the second half certainly Chelsea had. Yeah, second half we were, we were a much we were better improved. share. Or even if we didn't have the lion's share of the possession, they still had spent a lot more time in Everton's half, and you know succeeded in pushing the ball goalwards a lot more because Everton only had eight attempts all game. 
Now, admittedly, the quality of, of two or three of those was, was very, very good. But, you know, so this deserving didn't deserve business. Perhaps it's not, it's not backed up by the statistics if, if you want to go down the road of, of deserving. It's so. a fair point, a fair point well made, I think. Um, so it, it, that, that leaves us, I think we're now what, a point, we're, we're still a point ahead and, and as we've noted, City will be two games behind after next weekend, um, which they obviously, you know, you would expect them to, to win, but they have to go out and do so. Um, if we, we kind of sort of scan back a little bit, um, and obviously head back to um, the Manchester City game last weekend. Um, it seemed very much to me like it was it was almost a game too far, um, in the sense that I, I I can't think of a player who who sort of achieved anything worthy of any anything more than a sort of a six out of ten on the um, on the marks scale, um, and and just. It, it was sort of it was almost kind of the reverse of the um, of the league fixture up there. So the best part of a fortnight before, they, they were the, the team that was sharp and snapping and hassling us off the ball and, and eventually sort of getting the chances. And, and we were, you know, just a, a bit sluggish and a bit lethargic and, and just not quite quite there. Um, Tone, I think you watched it. I think you were rambling on Twitter about it at the time. Chat your thoughts in. Yeah, um, you pretty much summed it up. There, there was a. It, it looked like a, a fairly apathetic display. Um, I think that probably fairly reasonable to assume that we'd only had th- two or three days rest after the West Brom game, um, mm. where a City's game had been cancelled. So, you know, they did have that advantage of a week um, between games. Yes, true. I think possibly, you know, the, the, the Donald brought it up in the last... Um, Podding shed, you know, could we really beat them five times in one season? And you know, no. th- that would be an extraordinary achievement if we did. Um, mm. And obviously, a Champions League clash would mean a home and away game to rectify any mistakes that you make in one, you know, with the other. Um, an FA Cup game doesn't give you that. Uh, it, it's probably a bit of a moot point after the fact that they've been done by Barca now. But um, I do think that. Um, they were just up for it more. Uh, uh, you know, there's a number of things I think. And the atmosphere didn't sound great within the ground. Um, the, after the first goal went in, well, I thought we'd fairly match them for the first 15, 20 minutes. You know, we weren't we weren't going to dominate a game in you know in in their stadium uh, or whatever. The kickoff time for me is always a problem. I hate that six o'clock kickoff or whatever it is on a Saturday anyway. Our five kickoff, it, it just to me, it's like it's like the Saturday early kickoff. You know, bring it back to three o'clock on Saturdays, people. That's all I'll say. Um, I thought that none of our players, like you said, there almost wasn't that kind of cup spirit I don't know whether there's internally a kind of well we've won it enough times in the last few years and our you know Mourinho's made a very big thing about the top four is the the target the only target for this year because Mm. next year he'll have who he wants and he'll have the team that he wants and all this sort of stuff and and I just wonder whether subconsciously that's that's filtered into the players they were you know a little bit whatever I mean I left home with about 10-15 minutes to go to the cinema and watch Wolf of Wall Street which was far much more fun and uh, you know had a much better experience and that was three hours sat in the same place I would have happily had another hour and a half watching an extension to that film than put myself through another 90 minutes of what I thought was fairly turgid I don't think City were you know it, it was it was almost like the old Chelsea days wasn't it really a bit you know you get a team at 2-0 and then you hold them at arm's length and that was it you know knowing that they couldn't do very much about it bit of a shame mm. um, I, I do tend to agree I, I didn't think it was a disaster I, but I do wonder sometimes about the kind of Mourinho psychology of you know it's top four that's our target and whether that gets into the players and then they start thinking well you know no one's expecting us to win this we did a job on them the other week in the really important game I don't know, very strange, very un-Chelsea-like, I thought, in some ways. But it reminded, you know, reminded, mm. me of, reminded me a bit of the Newcastle game when we went up there and they beat us 2-0 with, you know, a display of kind of utter apathy, really. That's all I can mm. say. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, Mark, do you, um, you you obviously headed up to Manchester and um, saw it all in its glory. What, um, what did you think? Um, that was a very frustrating game. Um, after the 
brilliance of our previous visit to City. And I mean, it was just the most exhilarating performance for years when we beat them in the league. And to go from that to something, as um, Tony says, turgid, was really, really frustrating. Mm. It's always harder when you're in the ground, actually, as well, in a lower tier, five rows back behind the goal. Um, yeah. It's difficult to see what's going on. Um, I mean, I was at West Brom um, on the Tuesday before, and Chelsea played in black. And when the team is playing in black, and in the far distance, the crowd at the other end is generally black-looking, you can't actually see any of our players. So all I saw on Tuesday night was West Brom running around. I don't, we might as well not have been there. Um, and against the City game, you know, we were fairly anonymous as well. So it was really, really frustrating. Although I was near the corner, and there was, was quite a good bit of banter going on between the two sets of fans. Uh, so that kept us entertained for an hour and a half. This is a good thing. But I, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't desert the team to go and watch some American movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfectly valid point. Is he, he's gone quiet now. Yeah. Was that? Sorry, I was... He's gone. I was tweeting an alleged um, leaked picture of our away kit next season, Mark, which would eliminate the issue of the black on black. Okay. Yeah. Is it pink? Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, but interestingly, you talk about Mourinho. Was um, was this deliberate? Tony mentioned about you know we're, we're going to concentrate on fourth place. Um, I mean, I, I think um, Mourinho is putting pressure on himself now. He, his um, mind games might backfire a little bit, at least with me. In that, um, you know, he talked about Liverpool being favourites for the league because they've got no other distractions. Well, our distractions have dwindled. You know, we're now out the FA Cup, so that's one distraction gone. So. Um, you know, we better keep going in the um, Champions League because if we don't, we are we should be by Mourinho's reckoning favourites for the league. Because we, if Liverpool are favourites for the league now, we, we are definitely better than Liverpool, That's a lovely and therefore logic. we must become the favourites. That's a fantastic piece of logic, there, Mark. And I'm with you I there. Like it. Yeah, it's good. It's and good. also, you know, um, I, I've sort of warmed a bit to Mourinho this season because I feel you know I, you know that I was negative when he came back. But generally, he hasn't done anything that has dishonoured the club this season. And he's behaved himself. And I've sort of laughed at him at times. So I'm sort of warming to him. And I think he's doing quite a good job. The thing he said about uh, Wenger being the um, specialist in failure, I I think was sort of just walking up to the line. I laughed because he's saying what everybody else thinks. And it is true. It is a fact. (laughs) It is true, yeah. It's a good If he'd said something about Wenger and kids or um, Wenger being a voyeur, yeah. I think that's inappropriate. But, but saying he's a failure is true. Yeah. Really, one manager should not be saying that about another. It, it is a bit unprofessional. But I, mean, I don't was, really mind. He was responding to a question. Well, he didn't have to respond to it in that way. Way. He's seasoned he enough but... to deflect the question. No, of course so I, I would say he's walked up to the line. He's got his feet a couple of inches behind the line. Well, but but he, he's not overstepped the mark in my eyes. But if he's going to call Wenger a failure, and if he's putting Liverpool as favourites because they've got no distractions, well, if we go out the Champions League, he better win the league, league this season. Otherwise, he will have um, passed level one on the exam journey to becoming a um, specialist in failure. Mm. Controversial <laughs> viewpoint there, yeah. I think. I mean, I, 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 mm. I tend to take a, a bit of a view on the fact that what he said was um, a little bit of a return. I mean, he, he repaid it on Friday by basically not answering a single question in his press conference on Friday. There was a, there was a lot of no, no comment. Yeah, yeah no comment, no comment. So, there. you know, maybe, maybe the, um, the, the, the PR Gestapo within the club have said, um, best not go there, eh, old chap. Um, Keep the shut, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I enjoyed it, and I think you know sometimes it comes across as that. Of course, the, the select <coughs> press quoting it out completely out of context. You know, Mourinho says Wenger's a failure. He was, you know, I think the point he was making was eight years or nine years without a trophy would get you to sack anywhere else, and it would. It wasn't out of context, though. He did use the exact words. Oh, he did. It's a special failure. I don't think there's yeah. any misquoting going on. I saw no, no, the video. No. 
No, but you, if you, when you look at the, the the fact that he was responding to a question and all this, and he may well have been being a bit playful and a bit whatever, but I kind of miss that as well. I, I don't want him to be completely whatever, but you know, like as you said, you know, most of the Chelsea fans I know were going, yeah, but it's true though, isn't it? <laughs> No. Well, no, I think all fans, not just Chelsea fans, I think everyone well, in the country would agree uh, with it. And I think there's a fair few kind of high-profile Arsenal <laughs> fans that also believe in that as well, you know. So, yeah, and it's, it's just a bit of fun, really. I mean, we, we, we may well find he's not, he's not willing to say anything about anybody now for the rest of the season. Mm. I mean, patently, Wenger, quite dignified, responded, you know, and and and, uh, and what have you, and said, he, you know, he's let Chelsea down. Um, I do, I do think Mourinho has got under Pellegrini's skin, though. I do think he's definitely agitated him, um, and that's no yes. bad thing, you know. To to a degree, I think you know the fact that they won last weekend, I think probably sort of yeah. gives him a little bit of a boost. Is that, yeah, is that his first win over Mourinho? Second, um, second, yeah, second I think overall, yeah. he won one in Spain once. Yeah. I mean, he did address he addressed the issues that obviously having uh, Gar- was it Garcia uh, Javier Garcia available helped him address some of the issues that he had in that when when they basically got um, mugged by us in, in, in the Premier League. I mean, he he, he had uh, Garcia there to, to back up Toure and had Milner playing on the on the right ahead of the fullback to um, shut down Hazard uh, I'm not having watched the game uh, I'm not sure what to think in some ways uh, it came off a, a, a poor last 20 minutes at West Brom didn't it and um, yeah he played the same team pretty much maybe one change in personnel against Newcastle West Brom and City and I think a lot of people were surprised myself included that there was no change up in in at least one of those games and it seemed to be quite a long run with the same team who did appear to sort of run out of legs uh, against West Brom in the last you know 10 or 15 minutes and it, it surprised me that he went with Pretty much the same team, um, other West, than the West Brom using Mikel instead of uh, Luis. Yeah, he, the West Brom game. He he had he had Ashley Cole on the bench, didn't he? Just mm. to try and see, possibly shore the defence up a little bit, and he brought Mikel on fairly late on. Um, and it, it just it it didn't. It, it maybe wasn't kind of kind of your classic Mourinho. Let's close this game out. It, 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 that's mm. it seemed like a sort of a punt at it, but but not quite as it should have been. And we, you know, we 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 pretty much dominated the game, albeit that we weren't peppering the you know we peppering the goal with, with shots shots on target and so on and so forth. But we, you, it's it, it just felt the last twenty minutes that that goal felt inevitable that it was going to come. But up until then, we were really reasonably well in, in control. Yeah, I mean, there was a period in the second half where, where West Brom couldn't get the ball, and, and it looked like, uh, as Tony was saying, it was going to be a classic closing the game out. But watching the City game, I just had the feeling that <clears throat> if we had to play City again, Pellegrini would probably go with pretty much the same setup, mm. um, which was a slightly more defensive team, but one with still enough um, scoring potential in it. And uh, we'd certainly have to play better. You could argue that maybe City didn't allow us to play and our players lost heart as a result, that they got squeezed out of it. But then again, until they got the second goal, although we hadn't done much, it was that sort of game where, you know, uh, a goal goal might come out of something. Mm. Um, It was more City just sort of crushing, you know, squeezing the life out of us over 90 minutes, I thought. To be honest, I'd, I'd had a fairly bad feeling about the game in the run up to it and it had been <clears throat> it had been confirmed by um, going to uh, because I for, for reasons that I'd rather not discuss here and now I watched this game in, in Butlins in Bognor Regis and um, right. I'd spent I'd spent the hours leading up to this in um, watching Dick and Dom who I don't know if you're familiar with these uh, these two practitioners of the art of comedy. Well, only I, when only when they're in the house. 
Yes, they, they're sort of children's entertainers, I suppose, would be a polite way of putting it. Were, were, it this kind, were it that kind of show, I would now shout bogeys at an annoyingly loud volume, but I won't. But that, that gives you the general idea. Uh, and the, the basis of this Dick and Dom live show was that it was meant to be a boxing match between those two. So you had the ring and they were all came on in gloves and one was in red and one was in blue. And I happened to be on the blue side of the auditorium where... Um, all the uh, foam hands uh, and all other paraphernalia was a sort of royal blue. And it obviously consisted of parents and children being brought up on stage and ritually humiliated, as you would expect, (laughs) and points awarded accordingly. And in my mind, of course, once I was in this sort of royal blue-coloured section of the auditorium, the other side were red. Well, obviously we were going to be playing City and they were light blue so that had nothing to do with it other than i kept remembering that in the was it the 70s or 80s their away kit they had a black and red stripe black and red, yeah. so there was enough red there to start getting me worried and strangely um the blue side of the auditorium lost by two points now you know i don't want to start saying that dick and don's live show predicts whether or not um, we win <laughs> games and win Premier Leagues, particularly when the... Because uh, it would be tenuous, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, particularly when the, the, the woman with the psychic... Was it psychic artichokes? Has said that um, Chelsea are going to win the league. We, we've already done this, haven't we? This <coughs> I believe it may have been touched. There's going to be a royal death and we're going to win the league. So um, I, I'm sticking with the artichokes or whatever they were, some form of vegetable. And... Uh, Dick and Dom, I'm just seeing that as just coincidence. But, but uh, yeah, the whole game just had that flat feel to it, didn't it? Like we just, mm. just not, going. And not going anywhere. So we don't, we don't have a chance other than the Champions League to win a coupe, as our previous manager would have described it. No, quite, quite. Interme- in temporary or intermediate, whatever they called it. He had a I'm, love of coupes. I'm sort of, I'm sort of wondering what what it would have been like a few years ago had it not been Dick and Dom and it had been Trevor and Simon instead uh, well they would have just said it was pants wouldn't they well quite yeah, oh, yeah. They'd, they'd have swung them and that would have been that that, was, that would have been it yeah um, short, 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 I'm, I'm trying to find a way out of this children's television <laughs> a nightmare a short, a short <laughs> crackerjack I'm really not entirely sure what I can do um, so this leaves us 46 minutes into the podcast and um, and pondering what else to talk about. Let's well, talk- the Newcastle game was quite heartening. I went to that. That's, I was that's, actually at that game. I that completely. The Newcastle game... It was two very good goals. I did enjoy those goals. It ends at trick, which was particularly impressive. Um, and when Newcastle, who, who frankly gave us one hell of a game up there, just didn't really look like they were the races. They, they were lacking any number of the players who'd... Um, who'd helped school us up at St James's Park earlier in the season. Um, but and we did predict that the loss of Joe Kinnear was going to handicap them greatly, didn't we? I think I think we said it on the, the podcast. And, and, yeah, and, and the proof was there, wasn't it? They, were, they seemed lost without his um, uh, sort of guidance from, from upon high. I, I'd like to say just about the, the goals, uh, especially I think the second one, as I recall it. Um, I've not seen... It, it seems to me I've not seen a goal quite as team oriented and as delicious to savour since I think we, we did something similar against Norwich I think in Mourinho's first season with Robin I think on the end of it it was just like a just wonderful break through the you know three or four passes and then banging the goal and it was like you know just one of those and, and I just want to, I want to pick out David Luiz's pass um, yes. for that goal which cracking when people are willing to criticise him and say well he just lumps the ball forward he played an absolute perler along the floor that must have gone 35 yards um, to I can't remember if it was there to picked up or, or Ramirez but uh, it was just a, a delicious outball and it was the it was the base on what that was was, was built on um, uh, my only I guess downside of it is is for fuck's sake, can we see something like that down to Matthew Arden end for once? Because I don't know about you, Johnny, but <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel it always happens the other end. 
It's, it's down the, sh- the shed end. They're, they're like gorging great Henry VIII feasting on gulls whenever we score them. <laughs> well, we're, at the other end, we're the we're the lepers with our arms through the fucking slots in the church going, please. <laughs> and every now and then they throw us a penalty, which I'm not allowed to watch by anybody around me because I'm now in the habit yes. of turning around. So they make me turn around because they know that, that, that we will score. So I just really want some goals down there and, uh, from us as well, from us, not from somebody else. I normally, I normally sit in the East End um, when I go and for various reasons I ended up with tickets in the shed lower. So I was over to the... Um, to the cor- towards the corner with the west end, yeah. uh, about six rows back up, and um, it was it was great to actually watch a game of, of you know professional football from that level because what it brought home to me was how even when you go and watch in the ground, say high up in the east end, uh, and particularly when you watch on TV, you don't you sort of lose the appreciation of just how what seems to be a simple game is quite difficult actually at the pace it's played and the time and room that players have and the fact that what looks like a, a really smooth easy pass to get under control when you watch it on the telly is actually someone banging the ball into someone at ridiculous pace mm. and it bobbles several times on the way even though the pitch looks like a, uh, a snooker table and it's still controlled and, and moved on. Uh, my boy was with me, and, and he, he's he been quite a few times, but he's never actually sat that close to the action. And he kept saying to me, why are they passing it so hard to each other? Because, you know, he plays his under-10s football, and they have this habit of trying to roll the ball to each other because they don't trust the other guy to, to get it under control, and, of course, it always gets intercepted. And I kept saying to him, that is what you do in professional football, your responsibility is to pass the ball generally as hard as you possibly can. And it is the other guy's responsibility to get it under control. That's how it works. That's how you play at speed. But you really only see it when you're down at that that level. you know. And, yeah, you, no, yeah, and you get the idea of it's not quite that simple to see the 50-yard ball o- you know, over to the far side of the pitch because there's three or four blokes who are over six foot all standing in front of you about three yards away about to break your legs. And uh, so it was, it was quite an interesting uh, it's, it's afternoon a, watching it from that angle. It's a valid point. I've been... Um, one of the, the games against... One of the many games against Barcelona in recent years, I was down sort of pitch level at, um, in the West Lower. And... Um, and it was sort of, a, sort of kind of a reasonably coldish early early in the year dampish kind of evening can't remember which game it was it's, it's irrelevant but the ball sort of you know was was zipped spinning over at kind of head height at a fair old pace towards Iniesta who was running you know 15-20 yards in front of us and just took the ball on his left right foot whatever it was without even breaking stride now just as a piece of skill, it was an extraordinary thing to watch. Because frankly, had it been one of us, you know, it would have bounced off, disappeared out from the throw, and we'd have been on our asses. You know, that's just the way it works. Um, but yeah, it, no, you're absolutely right. I think yeah, just just actually trying to sort of understand how the game is played until you see it up close. It's actually quite a difficult thing to do, especially when you you've got the benefit of television and watching it all over again several times. Mm. Um, We've, we've digressed, obviously, as, as we we do on many occasions. Um, Mark, I, I suspect you, you probably enjoyed the Newcastle game as um, as, as you you like a spot of skill and a decent goal, like we all do. Um, chuck your thoughts in. Well, it's great. Yeah, I mean, two fantastic goals, um, brilliant interplay, excellent finish uh, from Hazard, and two occasions with a nice little black flick from the much maligned Etu. Um, that was great performance. It was part of the optimism building good run. And and all we need to do now is just have another one of those runs and we're going to be champions. Yeah, I I, I think um, next next two or three games, because we've got... Everyone sort of looks to, to kind of the difficult games. You know, we've got Arsenal, we've got Liverpool away. They're generally the games we don't struggle in. Actually... The, the one that I'm most nervous about is Villa away on the, the 15th of March, which it has just got enormous Chelsea-shaped banana skin written all over it in, in very large letters. It's just one of those games where you can see us 
doing everything else. Yeah, we have the capacity to make any game difficult, really. I mean, West Brom should have been an easy game. I mean, they are in the foot of the table. They Mm. are rubbish. The whole infrastructure of the club is collapsing. For some reason, we always struggle against West Brom. Mm. So you just have to accept it. It's one of those teams we're not going to beat. I mean, it was was an improvement this season. We've We've got a fairly grim record at Villa Park, though, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not brilliant. Yeah, and even a way to Fulham next week might be a struggle. Well, they've got mad-eyed, mad-eyed Magath now in charge, haven't they? <laughs> just at, just at oh, the right time. Oh, I wish he's, that was his name. He's, pe- he's no, he's he's Penfold from Danger Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you seriously you go- Google Felix Magath and Penfold, and I guarantee you will get any number of pictures, and they, they, he's up there. They're absolutely identical. Grimes DM and, and all that. He's absolutely identical. It's just go look, go look. Listen, well, he's, go he's look. there now, so you might have some sort of turnaround going on. You know, and it's difficult. Isn't it? he, he has a reputation as a sort of a drill sergeant, doesn't he? He, he will mm. grind the players into the ground. They'll be incredibly fit by the end of the season, but relegated. Yeah, which um, you know would be quite entertaining. But it's a shame. But you know. I know, I know. It, it's it's local rivals, but we never really cared about them that much. And it's quite a nice trip to make, and you know, lo- another local derby. Yeah, I just feel they might be shame to lose it. All. You know, just I worry. I thought, I'd, well, you know, from a Fulham perspective, I think they've they've shat it really. It's <laughs> quite you know, <laughs> a, a, a double change of manager in the season, etc. I think uh, you know the writing's on the wall there. And I, I think Mourinho, you know, that that's that is our advantage that we, you know, is Mourinho that's in charge, a man who understands more than anyone. I think um, local rivalries um, understands the club, our club, the culture of the club. Um, you know, and and who will instill into the players? You know, there's this is a remarkable thing. I mean, I I knew about it before, but he mentioned Dan Walker mentioned it on Match of the Day last night. That um, you know, when um, whatever team Mourinho has been in charge with, when it's been the top of the league in February, it has he's never lost. He's never lost the league. You know, no, it goes back to what more reasons to be optimistic. Then. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and as you said, Mark, you know, I think it was 11, 12 games. Did you say that were left? I think now and um, eleven. Yeah. You know, so if if this is our blip. If this is yet another blip, our blips this season have been far less serious than the ones we've had in previous since we won the double. Let's face it. I and mean, we had a fucking disastrous one with Robbie. We've had a disastrous one with AVB. Um, you know, uh, Benitez came in last year uh, and uh, and, yeah, and completely got... Didn't get it. You, you, you know, losing at home to QPR was one of the lowest points I can remember at Stamford Bridge in recent years, you know. Um, but Mourinho gets it, so I think, you know, he will be drilling the players on that. I think we will see some, some movement around. I mean, I think um, it's a slight question mark over what's happened with Ashley Cole. It does seem to be uh, slightly odd that since he attended the Arsenal party that Mourinho's taken some sort of umbrage about that. But on the other hand, one of our best players yesterday was Aspilicueta. I mean, the bloke worked like a devil. He just didn't stop. I um, think he, he won the ball more than anyone else. On Yeah, it was a fabulous performance from him. And if did, I, and he was terrific. Yeah, and if I had to pick a man of the match, I mean, it would be between him and JT, I think, because they were, you know, phenomenal, both of them. And, uh, I, I, you know, I think it's very easy to fall into a slide of, uh, you know, this, that, you know, it's all been a bit negative. But in actual fact, you know, we, we're, we're unbeaten in 12, I think, now we're in the Premiership mm. or something. I'm thinking uh, we're conceding very, very few goals. We've, we have reverted to this kind of ex or Mourinho V1 uh, kind of tight ass defence, not really letting much in at the moment. Um, and I, so I'm with Mark. I think if we go on that run now, um, uh, we've that our most difficult game I think is Liverpool away because their home form is pretty damn good at the moment. But mm. Um, I still think we're a better We, need, we need another City-type performance, i.e. City uh, in the league. Yeah. Well, not yeah. necessarily. Um, 11 games to go. Um, we could lose that one. Mm. Win the other 10. That's still 30 points. That'll be enough. Isn't it I've, I've heard a, a, there's, there's a, a, a sharp knock at the door on what is a, obviously a very stormy night. So I'm just going to let in the, um, the prophet of doom because uh, he's coming to sit down here by the fireside with us all. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. Yes, he's, he's put his scythe to one, one side in the corner, and he's sitting down and uh, warming, warming himself by the fire here. 
we've had, you said it yourself, Tony, we've had a 12-match unbeaten run, uh, and we've won quite a lot of those games. And you keep saying, so all we've got to do now is go on a run. We've been on a run. And were you to sort of take the opposite view, you could say, well, having been on a run, there must now be a point where we come off that run. Well, we have come off it. Man City and West Brom are yeah. coming off Man it. Man City, yeah. uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm removing cup games. No, no, no. We're they talking count. purely no, 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 they count. They no, count. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, they don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're talking cup <laughs> It's, uh, uh, the prophet, the prophet is giving me the nod here. He's, he's saying he's, cup game. He's, he's he's doing that thing, you know. You saw your hand across your throat. He's saying no, cup games are out. We're talking about the league. So I'm, you know, I'm just throwing that in there that uh, yeah. you could say that because we've had a good run, we've, we've been consistent in the league, we could have a drop off coming our way. But I always go back and say, you know, whilst we're getting some. Uh, it's some focus because we haven't quite repeated our fantastic performance against Manchester City in the three games since, um, or whatever it is, the, the West Brom game, the, the Newcastle, uh, sorry, the City game, and then yesterday. You know, the, the bare facts are, look at the league table. Just look at it. You know, no one's looking at that going, they've 60 points, but Christ, they've been lucky on that. You can't say that. You know, and I, I, I'm... I'm I'm not optimistic to the point. I still think City will win the Premiership. I still do. I still think they, they you know, if you look at their recent form, they've hardly been rattling at the moment, have they? You know, mm. Aguero's been out. The yeah, four they've, five they've just had a bit of a dip at so roughly the same you know, time as we did, struggled. really, ultimately. You know, yeah, exactly. So, and that, that works to our advantage. I think that the, the, and the, I don't want to go back to the, the horse analogies, but the dark horses are Liverpool, who do seem to be made of sort of sterner, sterner stuff than most of us expected. Um, and Sturridge is in a rich vein of form, isn't he? You know, a bloke that we didn't really give much of a chance to. I still wouldn't uh, want him back, though. Well, you know, I, mean, I, it, I saw a comment from someone the other week who said he just turned over the calendar, and February for the Chelsea calendar 2014 is Juan Mata. Oh, is it really? <laughs> and, and we sold him. <laughs> but to be honest, if I saw Juan on my um, notice board on the calendar peering at me for 28 days of February, even if he was in a Manchester United shirt, I wouldn't be that upset. But if I turned over to March and I saw Daniel Sturridge's sneering face looking at me for 31 days, I feel pretty sick, to be honest. So um, even if he's scoring a few goals, I don't want him back near me. It doesn't bother me. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll take any crook, heathen, thief, lying, womanising, shagging bastard. If they're knocking goals in, unless that's why I'd like Suarez, actually. <laughs> Okay, I think for legal compliance, we have to say that Daniel Sturridge probably isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good point there, Mark. A good point. He well is, made. He is just an ass. Yes, <laughs> and that's that's a matter of personal personal opinion rather than fact. So yes. it is not actionable. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, before then, when we, we go to the, the other end and we, we talk Chelsea heroes, obviously, this Wednesday we are in the um, the fine city of Istanbul facing the legend that is Didier Drogba and, uh, and Galatasaray um, they're, they're in decent form at the moment they're, they're rattling home goals at home like, like nobody's business so this is not, not going to be an easy game um, they're managed by who? they're managed by um, Mr Mancini indeed Mancini, Mancini. Um, formerly of well that team up there that just beat us um, so yeah an interesting game ahead um are we are we all attending the um, the home leg to um, to yes you know, yes like round of yeah. applause excellent yeah. excellent tone uh, no because it's a midweek no. game oh. and I haven't got oh yeah midweek yes yeah. of course um, so the week ahead is um, is Galatasaray on Wednesday Fulham and then um, the week after the weekend after that um, is Spurs so I suspect we will reconvene after Spurs a game I'm missing as um, well. if anyone has anything else are yeah. you missing it I am missing it I have. Um, Jesus, wet man! What the yes, fuck well, is I've, with you? <laughs> I have some friends that we haven't seen. Spurs. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you know, um, you know, I, I have noted once or twice your absence at certain games this season. So, you know, um, before you start I've, throwing the old, things, the at old me, one Mr. or two. <laughs> but I, I would not, I would not be missing Spurs, young man, uh, <laughs> young yeah, fellow, so, me lad, etc., <laughs> well, etc. <cetera>, et <laughs> yeah. 
Sadly, I, I will be missing that game, unless, of course, our friends cancel. But as I've already given my season ticket to Chelsea Bob to try and get me some recompense for it, um, I will. I, I, well, I say I'm missing it. It may well be on the TV, but we will be in the local pub rather than at the ground. Yeah. I didn't no, think it was fair for them to, to come all the way down to see us. We haven't seen them since we were on holiday last year. And then me to bowl in at half eight at night, you know, yeah. um, either either <laughs> kicking the shit out of everything that's coming my way because we've managed to bugger it up or, you know, in some sort of delirious Wolf of Wall Street, give me drugs and women and <laughs> that sort of stuff mood because we've beaten them, you know. So. Does that sort of thing happen down in Petersfield? <laughs> <laughs> Not just, really. He's tried it, but he, every time he tries to kick everything in sight, he misses it. Because it's a lot easier to watch people kicking things on TV than it is at lower <laughs> level. It certainly is. <laughs> it certainly is. That's it. It certainly is, yes. I, I, I need to add to this that um, uh, while you were talking away, the door uh, bell went, or it was a door knocker, I should say, and uh, uh, the figure of fate, um, complete with his fickle finger, is also in here. And... Um, we decided to have a game of cards. And strangely, uh, fate was doing the dealing. And you'll never guess what. I've been dealt a terrible hand by fate. Because on that given Saturday, um, it is one of my sister's (coughs) 50th birthdays. She only has one. One of my sisters... How many sisters have you got? How many sisters have you got? I've got three. Three sisters? Yeah. How many brothers... How many brothers? Uh, one brother. Mm. And um, so uh, two of my sisters are season ticket holders at Tottenham. My wife is a Tottenham fan. And we are all going out to dinner that evening. Ooh. So <laughs> we won't, I won't get a chance to properly watch the game. And whatever the result, we will all then have to sit there having a celebratory <laughs> meal <laughs> while stabbing each other under the table Aww. with steak knives. <laughs> so, so, you know, life, life has a way of, or fate has a way of dealing you a hand, doesn't it? No, it does. Bogner, Butlin's in Bogner for the Man City game. Out to dinner with Tottenham fans for the Tottenham game. It just can't get any worse. Splendid. Um, in which case, I think that's a reasonably good note to end on. If anyone has anything to add, by all means, please do now or forever hold your pieces, etc. No. No, I think we're no, we're all no, good. Really no, no one else at the door tonight. Don't no, no, say, is it? I, I, I've bolted it and shut it and locked it and everything now. No more people coming in. Um, I should um, I should obviously give the cursory plug to where you can find this 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 fine organ or whatever you choose to call it. Um, it's I think it's www.poddingshed.com and obviously on the Chelsea blog you can get it on iTunes. You know, dig around, Google Poddingshed, you'll find it. It's it's easy enough. You're also supposed oh, to be promoting. Yes, yeah, something else. You're supposed to be promoting something else, which I then said, well, we can't promote it on the podcast because it's Sunday, and you politely pointed out to me via email that the podcast would be broadcast till, till Monday. No, I tell you what, I, I, for the simple reason, I have not had a chance to read it yet, <laughs> and therefore we will cover it next time, but what, we will put a piece on the blog about it. It's, it's the, yeah. the safe standing survey. Um, that's been done by the Football Sports Federation and the Chelsea Sports Trust are doing a bit on it as well um, but it, it's, it's online tomorrow and I will make reference to it on the, on the site itself and we will, we will talk about it on here and I, 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 I would actually like to try and get someone from there on to yes. have a, a bit yeah, of a chat maybe. about it and I'm going to send an email or two over the next week or two mm. um, to see if we can get it's someone a, for it's a good the next thing. Game. I, I am completely and utterly uninterested in it in any way but that's merely because I'm so vertically challenged that all-seater <laughs> stadium, for the first time when they built all-seater stadium, Stanford Bridge was converted to all-seater, you know, I, I actually got to watch this wondrous thing called a football match rather than someone's the back of someone's Crombie or <laughs> something like that, you know. Um, uh, 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 yeah, my only other option was always to be shoved down the front, you know, and have my nose pressed up against a fence, which, of course, is uh, not the most comfortable of feelings anyway, but... Um, yeah, so um, you know, good luck to them. Um, I think it's, if it works successfully elsewhere, um, there's no reason for us to adopt the typically British pompous attitude that, of course, obviously we're right and everyone else is wrong, um, and not just about football or safe standing, but pretty much everything. Um, but you know, I'm happy in um, seat one five nine, Matthew Arden upper. I think for for for, mon- for people of of your sort of level of wealth, Tony, I think when I mean, I'm a, uh, this is just a 
a bit of blue sky thinking here is that um, I'm sure it's not beyond the wit of your engineers that when they put in your safe standing that there'll be an executive section which will have a little key, little keypad and it'll just raise and lower hydraulically the, 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 the section, you know, the, the step that you're standing on so that or there'll be individual the... steps where you or, can just raise exactly. and lower yourself. Or as I flash my season ticket to walk into the safe standing bit, they give me a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be made out of mahogany or something very nice but they'll or, say yes. listen mate or, uh, you can go stand over there next to Tom Cruise <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine together or alternatively they say who said that <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you thank you you're, you're one of the most <laughs> you lanky bastards yes. <laughs> it's you looking yeah. for it's, it's nice to be so uh, to have such supportive colleagues on this podcast. <laughs> I think to, to be perfectly honest, if it does happen, I, I, I'm actually going to make it my, my business to, to get the seat in front of you and, and have an enormous, <laughs> an enormous afro <laughs> wig on there. <laughs> Give a moment. <laughs> Oi, get out of the way, you bastard! Oh God! Yes. Right. By the way, just one last thing. Uh, I, as I was um, driving through the wild uh, night through the South Downs to. Uh, sunny Bogner. Um, obviously, the uh, most of it was interrupted by Tom Finney's death being announced. But prior to that, uh, Pat Nevin was on with two or three others, you know, doing their football show. And did you hear his story about how he um, how he rifled through Ken Bates's filing cabinets and everything? No. Uh, to, to, he told this story. It was hilarious because he's so he's such an amusing, you know, such a nice sort of guy. Apparently, when he was nineteen, he went to Ken Bates uh, to negotiate his, you know, professional contract, and uh, he had a figure in mind. And he, Ken, Ken Bates said, "How much do you want?" He gave him the number, and Ken said, "No, not a chance," and thought, just walked out of the office. You know, obviously thinking, "I'll oh, psychologically." sort this fella out so Ken marches out of the office Pat never realises he's not coming back so he's a good look round his desk and his drawers <laughs> finds all these other sort of contracts for sort of people of similar ilk to himself realises that he's asked for about the right amount of money so apparently a few days or a week later or whatever Bates calls him back in because they need to get the thing sorted out and Bates says um, right have you rethought what you want and David uh, said, yeah. And he added, you know, another five or ten or whatever it was onto the figure. Uh, and uh, Bates looked at him, realised that he wasn't going to sort of get anywhere with this and gave him the money. It's hilarious. The way he told it was really funny. And it was this idea that Pat David ever thinks is such a, you know, this sort of uh, beyond reproach figure. And he was sort of owning up on, on British radio to having committed sort of his act of going through everything Ken Bates had in his office to find out what he should be paying him. Excellent work. Well done, yeah, Pat. Good so it was good. It was hilarious. Um, in which case, on that fine note, I suspect we should finish here um, yes. and go and do whatever we do. Um, I'm sincerely hoping that you can still hear us by this point when this, actually, this thing actually turns <laughs> up. But we... Um, that remains to be seen um, we will be back in a fortnight to discuss uh, Galatasaray Fulham and Spurs and um, we will see where we are then gents in the meantime thank you very much as always and good night good night good night, good night. Good night.